0: Two guys not related, yet somehow are given the same name. It's time for the Two Daves podcast, where we'll answer the age-old question, are
1: two Daves better than one? And now, here's Dave and Dave. Welcome to season number two. Can you believe that, Dave? Awesome. Hey, uh, this is the Two Daves um, podcast. Podcast. (laughs) It is, right? (laughs) and you know we're gonna i'm gonna answer the question what is my perfect date hey i'm dave
0: and i'm the other dave and this still ain't tacos (laughs) and what, what in the world are you talking about dave what what's your perfect date all right yeah yeah okay all right i feel stupid but i'm gonna take the bait what is it
1: okay my
0: perfect date
1: is may 3rd because it's not too hot, and it's not too cold, and
0: all you need is a light jacket. Everyone, welcome to the One Dave Podcast. <laughs> we fired the other one. You will no longer be with us.
1: Oh, man.
0: All right. Hey, listen. We are asking, as I mentioned uh, in the last uh, episode of our last season, I said we're asking our viewers to be a part of an I lis- I'm listening survey, so if you would either comment on YouTube or go to our Two Dave's podcast Facebook page or Instagram page and leave a comment that says, I'm listening. That would help us. Thanks so much for being a part of the Two Dave's Nation.
1: And welcome to season two. We're so glad you're with us. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dave, it's time for the Two Dave's fact of the day. And you know, we have another sponsor, right? Oh, I'm sure we do. Sponsored by Greendale Community College. (laughs) Greendale Community College makes available collegiate-level education to adults of all ages, races, and creeds. Greendale prides itself in five categories, which the school excels at accessibility, affordability, air conditioning, awesome new friends, and a lot of
0: classes. Oh, man, those are the five straight A's of Greendale. Greendale Community College has just introduced the no more than 64 promise, which means students will never pay more than $64 per
1: credit hour. That's right. So if you're looking for a great community environment, go to
0: greendalecommunitycollege.com. All right. After all that, here's (laughs) what they're sponsoring. Here is the two days fact of the day to make your life a little better. Approximately 40,000 Americans are injured by toilets each year. <laughs> Dave, I have a question for you. Yes. And this is a serious question. Okay. What possible injuries <laughs> could come about by a toilet? Can you imagine?
1: Uh, I I read about them, and I just can't say on oh, the really? podcast but they're gruesome. <laughs> I
0: think, you know, I just rub some dirt on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of, kind of funny. Uh, somebody's, well, I'll tell you this. Somebody's back went out. <laughs> the wife's back went out because the husband left the toilet seat up
0: and she wasn't expecting to go all the way down into the water. <laughs> all right. Now listen, wait a minute. Uh, I got to talk about that for a second. Okay. Ladies, I am so tired of hearing that age old that age-old gripe, don't leave the toilet seat up. Can, do you have eyes? Can you <laughs> not see that there is a toilet seat that is either up or down?
2: <laughs>
0: that hey. doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, well, I, have to, I have to notice whether it's up or down. Why yeah, can't you?
1: I, I know. I'm hey,
0: sorry.
1: Let's hit this up in another podcast. I think we got some grounds for uh, conversation on that.
0: I think we do. All um, right.
1: And then we'll be looking for another place to live the next week. So uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, um, what are some podcasts or some podcasts? I don't even know what I'm saying tonight. I don't either. What Nick. are some catchphrases of the Two days podcast?
0: Some catchphrases for our podcast? Yeah. Well, I think we've developed a few. You know, obviously, This Ain't Tacos is, is right. a big one. Uh, right. I still have people asking me about This Ain't Tacos, and, and I, I don't have an answer for them uh two days are always better than one yeah thanks andy that's become a that's become a catchphrase every week uh dan quayle is mentioned in every episode
1: yes Uh, pretty much Uh, almost
0: every episode you talk about my presidential button collection Uh uh-huh so yeah
1: okay well you are correct um that'd be probably the first time this season and the last time this season I say that but (laughs) anyway I thought it'd be fun to look at some famous and you know maybe some not so famous catchphrases and guess who said it uh or where it came from so we're gonna play this game I'm gonna mention a catchphrase and there's potential two points okay one for who said it, naming the person who said it, and naming where it came from. Okay,
0: so, this is movies and TV shows, right? Movies
1: and TV shows. So um, uh, let's go ahead and start, and and I'll do the first one. Okay, and we 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 have not looked at each other's uh, no, no, phrases, don't, I have right? I know
0: what you're going to say, and you don't know what I'm going to say,
1: and we don't As a know. Fact, we have, I've
0: actually come up with more than enough right? just in case we duplicate.
1: Right, so we'll see. Maybe we'll only have five that we can come up with that are yeah. different. Okay, so I'll do the first one. You ready? I'm ready. And uh, and we're not. And I we're gonna mix this up because we're not gonna say it like they said it. Because if we do, like for instance, Fonzie. Yeah. A. Hey. Yeah.
0: We know right.
1: What we're like. well, well, no, we got to mix it up. So okay. If you say
0: something like hey, a. Yeah. yeah. that might be a little tougher to get. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Here's the first one. Did I do that?
0: Oh, yeah. That would be Steve Urkel on whatever show that was. What was that? Hang on. Family you know, Ties? Growing is that, your final,
1: is that your final answer?
0: What, what show did Urkel, Urkel do? If I
1: I can't give you no two minutes for this now. Come on. What is it? No, don't be looking at your wife either for help.
0: She's not here. Uh, Urkel Urkel Show. I don't know. Family Ties.
1: You get get one point, okay? Okay. And the the show is Family Matters.
0: Family Matters. Family Ties was Michael J. Fox.
1: That's correct. Yeah. That's correct.
0: Your turn. Here's yours. There he goes off to his room to write that hit song, Alone in My Principles.
1: You know what? Why did I even think of this game? Because I'm going to be terrible at it. Um,
0: but you've seen I'm, this movie since I have.
1: Um, I'm going to say uh, 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 Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: No, it's Lenny from That Thing You Do.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. all right, I got nothing. Zero points. Okay. All right, here's your turn. um. Uh, Now, cut that out. Cut that out.
0: Jack Benny used to say that on the Jack Benny show.
1: Are you looking at your phone?
0: No, I'm not. I promise you.
1: You are correct. That's two points. I think you're cheating on this one, man. I'm not
0: cheating. I remember him. I mean, I didn't personally listen to the show, but I used to listen, you know, to old uh, nostalgic radio shows on Sunday afternoons, and they would play Jack Benny. Now, cut that out. Yeah. yeah
2: that's right okay
0: all right let's see here's one for you "Sock it to me
1: yeah okay so that's off of In. yes and that was done by goldie hahn
0: it actually yeah you're correct it was actually done by all of the cast members and even some of the guests yes even richard nixon was on there one time and said
2: that's right
0: do I get two points? Yeah, because Gold, yeah, Goldie Hawn was one of the cast okay. members. Yes,
1: okay. All right. Okay. Um, here's mine. Uh, well, isn't that special?
0: Well, isn't that special? Church Lady on Saturday Night Live.
1: That's correct. Two points. All right. All I'm right.
0: King of, I'm king of the world.
1: Okay, that's from Titanic. Yes. And that is uh, uh, Leo uh, DiCaprio Uh, and his his name. Oh, my goodness. I'm having a brain lapse here. I forget it. I don't know. I can't remember his name. Well,
0: since you said Leonardo DiCaprio, I know that's not the character, but I'll still give you the full two points. His character, wow. I mean, his full his character's name was Jack Dawson. But you oh know yeah, was,
1: Jack.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Leo DiCaprio was the one, the actor. So yeah, we'll go ahead and give it to you.
1: Well, thank you. You're nicer, Dave. This I, second you know, I've gotten nicer season.
0: over our summer season break.
1: Okay. All right. So, good. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Uh my turn then. Uh
0: you rang. You rang. Lurch on the Adams family. That is correct. Two
1: points. Are these difficult when you say it differently or not?
0: <laughs> I have to think about it for a second.
1: Okay. All right. Um
0: Dynomite.
1: Dynomite. Jimmy Walker. Yes. Uh, what was his name? JJ. What was, was the that show? his name on the show? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, Good Times. Yep, good to very good. Two points. Woo! I I like my 70s sitcom. Yeah. (laughs) I like J.J. Walker. Dino.
0: Dino. Why? Yep.
1: He was good. Okay. Here's one. You big dummy. You
0: big dummy. Hang on. I should know this. Okay. Now, let's do this
1: from the rest of the way. If I say it differently, and then if you don't get it, we'll give each person a hint by saying it the way they say it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Give me a hint. You big dummy.
0: Oh. Oh, Fred Sanford, Sanford and son. Yeah, that's, thank you. you that's sounded correct. Like you. That's good. That's good.
1: <laughs> okay, that's correct.
0: All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna make him an offer. He can't refuse.
1: Oh, that's the the Godfather. Yeah. And Marlon Brando, and he was the uh, um the he was the Godfather, but he was uh. <laughs> Uh, what's his name?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you the two points since you said Brando. Vito Corleone was his name.
1: Corleone, yeah. Yeah. You know, mm, I need help. Yeah, no, you're fine. just not like that. You know all this stuff. (laughs) Why did I pick movies and TV? I should have done something (laughs) else. Okay, you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Um, up your nose with the rubber hose. Oh,
0: Vinny Barbarino on Welcome Back, Cotter.
1: That's correct. Yep, yep. Another good 70s show.
0: Yep. Another good 70s. Well, that was one of my favorites back when I was a kid.
1: Do you know how we talk? Hey, Mr. Kata or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: He was good. Uh,
0: no ooh, soup. ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Okay. We're <laughs> moving on now. Okay. Ready? Okay. All right. I'm ready. No soup for you.
1: Oh, yes. Seinfeld?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the soup Nazi.
0: The soup Nazi. Yep. That's his yes.
1: character's name. Yep. Uh, that's a great episode.
0: <laughs> it is. It's my favorite Seinfeld episode. Okay. And don't, when you watch that, don't you get hungry for soup? I do. Every
1: time. Yep. I, I'm going to tell you, there's one time I'm watching that and it's a Saturday. Okay. And I'm in Hayes and uh, Quiznos was still open. And I'm like, I watched that and like Charlotte, I gotta go down to Quiznos and get me a
0: soup. <laughs> That's something.
1: Corn everybody. chowder, man. I remember that. Okay, here's one. Uh,
2: I'm listening. Oh
0: wow, you! I think you've stumped me. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Don't be looking at your phone now. I am not looking at my phone, I promise you. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking at my desk, just thinking, hmm, okay. no, you're gonna have to help me. Give give you're, me a you're really to say be it how mad they, they say it. Huh? Say it how they would I'm, say
1: it. Right? I'm listening.
0: That's how they'd say it?
1: I'm listening.
0: Now, I you got me.
1: Let me help you. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. There was a song about it. It's Fraser Crane and Fraser.
0: Oh, I don't listen. to Fraser, I don't watch Fraser. I've never seen it. What? Yeah, never have oh, seen. Oh man, it. He, that's a good one. Okay, that would be why I don't know that. Now my daughter, she's probably right now yelling at her device, saying "Fraser, Fraser, Dad, Fraser."
1: <laughs> well, hey, one of the the episodes we're gonna do because we've done our favorite lists and stuff. Yeah is we're going to pick a couple movies, and I think we need to pick some sitcom episodes and, and watch those, and then we'll come back and talk about those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, it's your turn.
0: All right, let's see. Book them, Dano.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Dragnet. Oh, no, 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 it's not him Dano. Uh, that's uh, Hawaii Five-0. Yes. And, uh, oh, I can just, I see the guy right now. I can't think of his name.
0: Well, you get a point. Okay. Uh, the actor's name is Jack Lord, and to be honest, Jack you, Lord. the character's name escapes me right now anyway. Okay.
1: okay. Yep, Jack Lord. Okay. All right, one point for me. Okay, here's another one. I know nothing.
0: Oh, Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's Heroes.
1: Very good.
0: I know nothing. <laughs> um, love means never having to say you're sorry.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Oh, no. I I need the hint and how he says it. Or she
0: love means never having to say you're sorry friends nope it's actually Ally McGraw's character on Love Story the movie Love Story from
1: 1970 oh great i've heard of it yeah, yeah. oh yeah
0: i know you have which is okay. really a dumb dumb statement yeah. Anybody who knows anything about love would tell you <laughs> yeah, love is all about saying you're sorry. But, yeah. And OK, you're ready for this. This is really off topic. But a couple of years after Love Story came out, uh, a, a movie was made. Ryan O'Neill, who was in Love Story, made a movie called What's Up, Doc? with Barbara Streisand. Hilarious, hilarious comedy should be on everybody's top five list. And in it, Barbara Streisand at the end says love means never having to say you're sorry. And he says that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's great, yeah. What well, year was that? Uh, well, Love Story was in 1970, and then What's What's Up Doc came out in 72. So okay,
1: so okay, so off topic here again. But is there any American love story, or remember American love something that was on TV?
0: Love American style. Love American style. Any connection between those? No. No, Love American no. Style was a bunch of independent episodes that hung on their own. Just a different cast each episode. And uh, as a matter of fact, one of those episodes spawned off the show Happy Days.
1: Okay. So it was kind of like, uh, what, what do you call it? The, the love boat kind of, except everybody was together on the love boat. But there was yeah, different stories going on. Yeah, it was a different cast on. every
0: time. Kind of like, yeah. I think, and I've never seen the show. But American horror story I think is like that. I think it's a different cast each time. I don't know, maybe wrong about that. That
1: was during The Odd Couple, right? Time Jack Klugman and
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay. All right, whose turn is it now? Mine? Yours. Okay. Hey. 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 Hey, hey,
2: hey.
1: Hey. hey. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to give me the hint. You're thinking of Brian Regan right now, aren't you? Yes. yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> if I do this, you're going to get
0: it. Okay.
1: Hey, hey, oh. hey.
0: <laughs> it's Fat Albert. Bill Cosby. Yep. Or- yeah well he was the
1: actor yes what show was it
0: fat albert i said that
1: didn't i this is the fat albert show but i'll give you fat
0: albert was the character yeah Yeah. i did that pretty good huh you did you did (laughs) hey oh man you know know what that's from from brian regan no
1: hey you're taking my gum yes yeah yeah okay Uh, all right
0: um you, you, uh, you can't handle the truth.
1: Well, that's Tom Cruise saying that I can't remember his character. It was, um, Lieutenant something, I think. And that was, uh, with, uh, uh, let's see. Um,
2: uh, Oh no. Uh,
1: that was, uh, Oh. Few good men.
0: You got the movie correct. One point. But it was Jack. Oh, you can't Nicholson. handle the truth. Is oh it's I know who it is. It was Jack Nicholson's character. Yes. Colonel Dark Nathan Dark. R. Jessup. You that's can't right. handle the, the truth.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, I'm on ten right now. Okay. And uh that's the way it is.
0: Oh, that's Walter Cronkite on the CBS Evening News.
2: That's correct.
0: All right, so I got to give you one more, and I've got it. Hmm, should I give you an easy one or should I give you a tougher one? Well, what you're you ahead. Have,
1: you're ahead by five, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so I'll, give I've lost.
0: I'll give you the easy one then. This is okay. really easy. I feel okay. so stupid even writing this down. Uh, what? Dave Pugh,
1: the what? Two Dave's podcast. What? I feel so stupid writing this down.
0: Yeah. Dave you
1: no, okay.
0: What you talking about Willis? <laughs>
1: yeah, that that is uh different strokes. Yes. And uh that's uh, Todd Bridges' character. No. no, 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 that's Gary Coleman.
0: Yeah. But
1: I got yeah, one.
0: One point, yeah. Gary Cole, uh, his character was Arnold. What you're talking about, Willis? Yeah.
1: Did you have any extra ones?
0: Yeah. Would you have gotten this one?
1: Bazinga. Um, that's Sheldon off of uh, uh, Big Bang Theory.
0: Yeah. Would you have gotten this? I am an eagle, Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
1: Oh, that's Princess Bride. Yeah. But I don't know the character.
0: Nico Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We didn't, we
1: didn't even we didn't even uh have the same ones.
0: No, we didn't. I'm amazed.
1: That's that's really good. Well, congratulations, Dave. You won. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, there's uh there's a lot of catchphrases, and I've come up with a list of the top six most annoying catchphrases, and we'll see if we uh now, this is you know, somebody else's opinion, but we'll see if we are guilty of saying these, okay? Oh, man. You know I am, right? Probably. I know I am, too. Okay, how okay. about this one? My bad.
1: Yes, I say that.
0: I, I I do, too. And you know what? The first time I heard it, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I but, yeah. Here's another one. It is as stupid does. Yeah. Here's another one, and I say this all the time. I really do. I, I can tell you, but then I'd have to kill you.
1: Yes, yeah. I do too. I like the one I'm a need to know. It's a need to know only, or it's a need to know. What is it? Never mind. Yeah. Okay, yeah. forget it. All right. Show me the money. I've never said that.
0: I haven't either. And I, that was actually going to be one of the movie quotes that I was going to give you, uh, but that's from Jerry Maguire. You know. So, yeah. Uh, that's
1: surprising. Okay. That's on annoying list.
0: Yeah. Oh well. well. It, you know it's. 25 years old people get tired of it after a while true there's another one and it's another movie cool that people are tired of and i'm definitely tired of it we're not in kansas anymore
1: yeah wizard of oz man yeah i i get that
0: it's not rocket science (laughs) now okay if you
1: like beverly hillbillies you gotta love jethro's version of that well
0: it's not rocket surgeon (laughs) surgery or something (laughs) like that True. And then also it's not brain surgery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, some fun catchphrases. Okay. Well, since our, it's our first episode of our second season, we thought we might as well just go for it and talk about the occult.
0: Yeah. We thought and, we'd go down a dark alley and get really serious yeah, with it tonight.
1: Yeah. Well, the occult fever is it's on the rise and, um, even among people within the church.
0: Yeah, and that's what's really scary.
1: It, it is. So the question is, is it just pop culture trend or is it more than that? What do you think, Dave?
0: Well, I think that it is, a, it, it's an, it is an intentional pop culture trend to get as many people in as possible. And what I, what I mean by that is we've, we notice how the media is very influential, and so uh, members of the media will make something seem like it's normal so that consumers of the media will believe that it's normal and accept it. For example,
2: mm. Mm.
0: Oprah Winfrey, a number of yeah. years ago, you know, one of the most listened to television talk show hosts, talked about her spiritual interests. And her spiritual interest had nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. And she made basically the occult, or at least occult practices, uh, gauche and uh, kind of the in thing. And that's that's why I believe it's become so accepted is because it's made to look so normal in the media.
1: In that same episode, Dave, that's so crazy because I thought about this. In that same episode, one lady stands up and she makes this statement. She says, uh, but Jesus is the only way to heaven. Yeah. yeah, And she says, who do you think you are to say that Jesus is the only way?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She totally put that down. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, it's,
0: it's sad to report, but occult, paranormal, alien ideas and practices are booming in the United States. And not just outside the church, a recent Pew Research study found that a large and growing percentage of Americans believe in reincarnation, astrology, psychics, and the presence of spirits in nature. And and here's here's one Hmm. that that you hear all the time, and that is karma. I hear Christians saying, oh, man, yeah, karma is real. I believe in karma. I don't think you understand, folks, what karma is. Karma is a belief that comes out of Hinduism and Buddhism that is a belief that's rooted in reincarnation that says that the things that I do in this life are going to come back to bless me or haunt me in the next life in which I live. It is, there is nothing Christian about the idea of karma at all. I think they're trying to tie in, uh, you know, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. But uh, that's not karma. That's just the law of the harvest.
1: Yeah, and and there's another one. How about the horoscopes?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Astrology. I mentioned that there right. are Christians who who read their horoscopes. Absolutely, and they and many of them say, at least they've told me this. Oh, I don't believe it. I just read it to see what it says hmm. to laugh at it
1: well i recently heard and i'm not going to say who it was but they told me a church going person not in my church but uh, uh uh had called could not find something called a psychic and um uh found it where they said and was okay with that wow yeah wow well so you know the reality is 6 in 10 americans accept at least uh, one or more of these beliefs. Now, here's the scary part. Six of 10 in the church believe in one of those, um, you know, uh, new age, karma, you name it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's pretty sad because uh, when that number's just as high as the culture is, we've got a major, major ish, issue. Um, even agnostics, over half, in fact, have adopted um those kind of ideas, along yeah. with overwhelming majority of those who call themselves spiritual but not religious. And that's kind of a trendy thing right now, too. It,
0: it truly is. And I think that started with Oprah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The yeah. occult
0: is, is becoming mainstream in this yeah. country. Mm-hmm. And, and at least part of the reason why is how easy. It has become how user friendly and customizable the chaotic buffet of beliefs borrowed from Eastern faiths and pre-Christian religions is these days.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, there,
0: there's there's no church, there's no creed, there's no set of rules, and that appeals to a lot of people. Okay, because you mm-hmm. can pick and choose whatever you like. It's it's a like like I said, it's a buffet, it's a smorgasbord. I like this. I like this idea of karma. Oh, I I like to read my horoscope. Oh, I like the meditation when I practice yoga, and they they choose kind of pick and choose all of these things, and it's spirituality meets consumerism, and you're the guy.
1: Yeah. Have you ever yeah.
0: read uh, Have you ever read the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis?
1: Uh, bits and pieces of it. What's have that? you?
0: Have yes, you? I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good book. Uh, Lewis wrote in the preface. Uh, That there are two equal and opposite errors that we can fall into concerning devils and demons, the devil and demons. One is to disbelieve in or disregard their existence, a posture far too common in the Western world. Mm. The other is to have an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. And this upsurge of occultic beliefs and religions in our country is still a sign that forces of darkness are at work. Yeah. Yeah. Because for one thing, all false faiths lead people, including including people in the church. Yeah. All false faiths lead people away from Christ. And that's not cute. That's not trendy. That has eternal consequences.
1: Yeah. It's it like you said, Dave, it's become very sad that it's crept in the church doors.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, we've got to, you know, we've got to really pray and we need to stand on what's right, mm-hmm. say what's right uh, for Christians. There, there are more immediate consequences. You know, the scriptures are clear, aren't they, Dave? Yes. Um, You were talking earlier about how people can customize, you know, they like that, that, that cu- um customizing their beliefs and all that. Yeah. Well, they've done that with the word of God for a long time. I like yes, this part. Have. I don't like this part. And, you know, that's kind of the way it is. If you ever noticed if on social media, particularly people will put things that make them feel good, but they'll never put the full part of the gospel on. They're the things that make you think and go, oh, I should maybe get my act together. Mm-hmm. So uh, the scriptures are clear on this. Satan's a defeated foe. Amen. And he was put to open shame by the resurrection of Christ. And 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 make no mistake, he is still an active foe. He's roaming around like a roaring lion, seeking from whom he may devour. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was um, given a word from the Lord and preaching on a on a Sunday, and I said, you know why de- uh, lions roar? And I said they roar, and you can hear their roars from like five six miles away. Is what people said. Mm-hmm. They roar to put fear in their victims. Yeah. And that's what the enemy does. He he roars. He's trying to put fear. And let's face it. We are in a culture of fear. Yeah. They say fear paralyzes you, but fear also causes you to make some very dumb mistakes. <laughs> sure. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. And people are choosing the occult world over the world that we would call the kingdom world of God. Yeah. Okay, so um, not every, uh, of course, self-proclaimed witch is a manifestation of spiritual evil. But the rise uh, of these beliefs, especially within the church, is making the old call to renounce the devil and all of his works even more
0: relevant today than ever before. Yeah. And as we are saying, the occult mindset's creeping in through many church doors. Did you also know that some uh, so called Christians hold on to a new age belief system and mindset? Hmm. Overall, roughly six in 10 American adults accept at least one of these these new age beliefs. Are you ready? Here's here's the kind of the the four big ones. Okay. Specifically, four in 10 believe in psychics Hmm. and that spiritual energy can be found in physical objects. While somewhat smaller, uh, smaller shares express belief in reincarnation and astrology. Six in ten, roughly six in ten American adults accept at least one of those. What is that, was, how does that make you feel? You think we should be startled by that?
1: Well, it tells me that people aren't getting into the word of God. They don't know the truth. I mean, you don't know the truth. How, how do you know what's counterfeit? That's absolutely right. You know, uh, again, I, I think we've talked about this before, Dave, but uh, a bank teller goes in and does not study all the bad bills. They study the true bill That's so right. that they can recognize what's wrong.
0: Exactly. And, and you know, the, the enemy, the enemy has has done a masterful job of mocking. And when I say mocking, I don't mean ridiculing, but I mean, aping, uh, mimicking. Yeah. God. So yeah. that people who don't know the truth see what the devil's doing and think it's God. You know, he he masquerades yeah. as an angel of light. The Bible says, That's and right. even even that scripture that you quoted earlier, where he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He goes about like a roaring lion. He's not the lion. Jesus is the lion. That's
2: right. That's but right. Satan
0: goes about just like right. a roaring, and people get confused because That's they're hearing wrong right. sound.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. You know, before us, Dave, we have a, a chart right before us, and you talked about this. But as you look down at this, Dave, I wish people could see this. It, it when you you look at this, you realize that the occult is not a respecter of um, age, race. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Nationality. It's impacting everything, and everyone. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of um, I don't want to say scary, but it's very sad what's going on. Now, this weekend in my hometown, uh, we had a paranormal weekend. Oh, tell uh, me about that. So that was they had uh, all kinds of people in that have been on TV and ghost hunters and and you name it. I mean, you name all kinds of paranormal things. You had people that were reading tarot cards. You had people you had psychics there. You had crossover people there, I mean all kinds of stuff, and it was a three day event down at this park and um the paper today came out and said, "Oh, spirits were united during this i mean that that's just it's terrible to hear, and many people just fell for that stuff, so it's
0: and it's a very popular thing
1: hmm.
0: wow, well. <clears throat> While 8 in 10 Christians say they believe in God, as described in the Bible, 6 in 10 believe in one or more of these four New Age beliefs. I know I already mentioned that. But also, I find this interesting. Adults under the age of 65, those who have not graduated from college, uh, members of racial and ethnic minorities, and, and Democrats and those who lean toward the Democratic Party are more likely than others to hold on to at least one of one of these new age beliefs that's interesting
1: yeah -hmm. Yeah. now this is a study this isn't us saying this this is a study and it's you know again it it covers the spectrum of people but but it it really goes after these these groups here and it's um it's it's very prevalent today let me ask you dave uh how does all this information connect the dots with uh practices of the occult in America today. I mean new age is kind of like, you know, we we kind of um oh we'll we'll become little friends with the horoscope. Then we become friends a little bit with karma like you were talking about. And then before too long, we're totally rejecting everything of God yeah. and just grabbing on to this.
0: Well, uh you know, another one I I mentioned it earlier, I alluded to it when I was talking about the buffet, the smorgasbord one thing that's that's very popular is is in the exercise field is yoga. And I know a number of Christians who practice yoga for the exercise, but one of the components of yoga is meditation. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to go in depth into into meditation because we're we're kind of talking about the whole scope of occultism, but the, the idea of meditation is emptying your mind. And I'm telling you what, first of all, some most people shouldn't be emptying their minds because no. they don't have a whole lot to go with no
2: anything. no but
0: when you empty your mind you're allowing you're allowing anything the the enemy is free to play with our minds anyway to throw things through our minds and if if we have not if we're not able to take captive all of those thoughts and make them obedient to Christ then we're in a lot of trouble and when we empty our minds and we just allow the enemy to give us whatever thoughts and suggestions uh, that he wants to give us, we are really opening ourselves up to a lot of trouble.
1: Well, and, and I think the enemy knows how to do this through television, yeah, media, m- movies, um, comic books, sure, uh, games like Magic and Dungeon yep. and Dragons. That's been around since you and I were, you know, what probably middle school or junior high. Yeah. Uh oh Alden's hey
0: listen Ouija uh, board we had a there was a parent in our community several years ago who called and said, Hey, when your daughter comes over to our house, we'd like to play the Ouija board and just wondered if that would be okay with you. Absolutely not, and she won't be at your house anymore. Uh no, and this was somebody who was a part of our church,
1: yeah. 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 Well, why do you think, Dave, especially within the church, OK, and, and we talk on both sides, right? We talk about inside the church, outside the church on on days podcast. Yeah. Why? Why do you think. This is happening within our
0: local church communities, because the enemy is trying to get everybody to stop following Jesus and to start following him.
1: So, the ulti- there is an ultimate goal, right?
0: The ultimate goal is absolutely to lead people
1: astray. Absolutely. Turn your back on God, reject mm-hmm. his word, and fall prey to the enemy. Yeah. It's, the, um, yeah.
0: The word of God is very strong. The word of God condemns the occult. And, and I know this is Old Testament, but it, it's, it's powerful stuff that we need to listen to. Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, verses nine through twelve, Moses is talking to the people just before they crossed the Jordan River to enter the Promised Land, and to drive out the the nations that that had possessed there, and they were pagan nations, people that were involved in all kind people. They're involved in stuff that I think even would make Americans go, "What?"
1: Yeah, exactly. Sacrificing people. Yeah, babies. Sacrificing
0: yeah. their firstborn in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking terrible stuff.
1: No, no. before you go on, Dave, I, uh-huh. you said, now this is the Old Testament. Yeah. And I know we're on the same page on this, but just yeah. because everything, you read things about the Old Testament, people want to just disregard as, well, that was then, and this isn't now. But that's not true. No. The Old, the Old Testament
0: is the basis for everything that's to come.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, lead us through this text then.
0: Thank you for uh, clarifying that. Yeah. Yeah, he says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be uh, be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination, a soothsayer, which is somebody who pretends to foretell future events, or an augur, and that's not something that digs holes, <laughs> but it's, it's an enchanter, one who looks for and uses omens. Or a sorcerer, a sorcerer is somebody who uses power gained from the assistance or control of evil spirits. Or a charmer, a charmer is one who delights and attracts the affections. Or a medium, a medium is literally an intermediary between the spirit world and ours. Or a wizard. A wizard is a pretender to supernatural knowledge and power. A knowing one or a necromancer. A necromancer is someone who conjures the spirits of the dead for purposes of magically revealing the future or influencing the course of events. He says, "Forever, whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominable practices, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. That's another thing is that... uh, People have a, a question, you know, why God would have the people who are being driven out of the land, why would he do that to them? Well, he tells us why. They yeah. were so filled with every evil thing that he was getting rid of them.
1: Yeah, and it also tells us this isn't new to God. That's this right. has been
0: around forever.
1: Like I said,
0: the basis for everything is in the Old Testament. And you yeah. bet, there's nothing new under the sun.
1: I mean, when you look at this, Dave, and you read this text, you're looking at there's some serious, serious stuff going on that is uh, in total uh, rejection of what God said is is right. And you, first of all, you, you said anyone who burns this son or daughter as an offering. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we talked about that earlier, but What kind of person are you to do that?
0: Right. I know. I mean, that has to be the, I don't know, the final step in depravity. Is your conscience seared? Yeah, you would think so. But I'm telling you what, Dave, be careful because all these other things have come back around. I know. That could very well be the next thing. I know. That we see. Yeah, we're seeing it. You know, I, I, I hate to... I don't want to be politically incorrect. Yeah. Well, why not? (laughs) We have abortion.
1: I know. I know.
0: I, the, the
1: difference with abortion is that many of the women who are, or the girls that are having abortion, uh, are being given terrible, terrible facts. And some of them are being forced to do it by their parents.
0: That is correct. And it is not sacrificial. Right. uh, I've heard people equate equate the sacrifice to Mulek and, and say that it's the the ancient abortion. It, it really isn't. You know, there, there's a lot of factors to it. But what I am saying is that perhaps the heart is being seared. The conscience is being calloused to where we may eventually get to the point where this would be acceptable.
1: Yeah. Well, there's something about these eight uh, occultic uh, activities that, you mentioned in deuteronomy that uh, there's there's something common there it's yeah. the knowledge sought out is out of a desire to exert or so-called supernatural power over people it's so yeah. it's uh, god's people should not be involved with any practices uh, uh, of the occult practices which involve dealings with the the world of spirits or the supernormal forces which are Not oriented on Jesus as He's revealed in the Bible. Now there is supernatural, right?
0: Yes, there. Oh, absolutely, there is supernatural.
1: Yeah, we're and we're not saying there's not, but you can be on the wrong side of supernatural.
0: Absolutely, I I want to be on the God side of that.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Winning
0: side. Yes, but the occult is is not on the winning side. The occult is all about bringing God down, as we mentioned earlier. And exalting mankind. As there, God. there you go,
1: right there. That's a big point.
0: Yeah, and, and God opposes our involvement in the occult because it belittles God and it exalts man. Uh, hmm. Genesis chapter three, verse five: "Go beyond what God has appointed, and you shall become like God." That's what Satan said
2: hmm. to at,
0: to Eve: "Go hmm. beyond what God has appointed, and you shall become like God." And that's the first. That was the first uh, temptation that the enemy gave. And he's been doing it ever since. And it's all, it's all some form of occult. Every form of the occult comes with a terrible temptation. Are we going to serve God and take our guidance from him? Or are we going to bring God down and exalt ourselves through the occult practices of man thinking that they have more power and guidance than God?
1: You know, no matter how innocent and fun these practices, uh, of the occult may seem at first. I mean, even the Bible says sin is fun for a short season. They are still all what we would call in the Bible, rebellious acts. They're rejecting the one true God.
0: Yes. Well, and, it, and rebellion, the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just it. I mean, that goes hand in hand there. And And this is an anti-God movement. It's not, well... Here's the thing. This weekend at the uh, the uh, paranormal event, they invited pastors to come down, and some pastors actually did come down. And so they were praying for healing, and they were doing crystals and all kinds. I mean, that, it doesn't mix. Wow. It wow. just doesn't mix. So, um, you know, so it's an anti-God movement. So you can't be a, a Christ follower and dabble in the occult. God, God will reject those things
0: that reject him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we try very hard in our ministries and in this podcast to not, to not say, oh, don't do that, don't do that. You know, right. because there, there's a positive end to this. So yeah. what is the positive Christian alternative? To the occult, hmm. and the answer is, it's the victory that overcame the sin of this world for us. Yeah, that's right. Jesus went to the cross for our sins. He never committed any of those sins that yep. we've committed. That, but he went to the cross. He took those sins upon us. Yep. He died. He rose again, and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, getting ready to come back. And and I, you notice I kind of almost struggled a little bit there with the with the word alternative. Because he's not, he's not the alternative. He is the only way, the truth, the right. life. And exactly. that's what I wanted to shout at Oprah that day. Yes. Jesus is the way, the yep. truth, the life. Don't take my word for it.
1: <laughs> that's Jesus
0: right. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can get to God the Father except through a relationship of surrender to him.
1: Yeah, amen to that. I, I'm reminded... uh, of god's calling of moses to lead the deliverance of the israelites all what about two million of them out of egypt into the promised land yeah and so exodus 7 1 through 13 and and again we said we're not a bible study which we're doing a little bit of a bible study but this is important so that's you, you you cannot overcome uh, the the false teachings with your own opinion you have to have the word of god that's right that's all we're doing here so I want to read this um, portion of scripture here. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron everything I commanded you, and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders. In the land of Egypt, even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so you know that kind of tells me god's miracles don't change people's hearts mm-hmm. and so he says, "I will bring down my my fist on Egypt, then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt, with great acts of judgment. And when I raise my powerful hand and bring the Israelites, the Egyptians will know." That I am the Lord. And I love this part. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. And Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh. Think about it. Yeah, I know. Then the Lord said to Moses, said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. And when he does this, say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh and it will become a serpent. I love this. God's not reading tarot cards. He's not He's not looking at a horoscope. This is his word. And mm-hmm. how do you know if his word is true? Because he's going to fulfill his word, right? Yeah. Yes. And so now, now we see in verse 10, it says, So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called his own wise men, and this is real interesting, and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staff, which also became serpents. Dave, can we kind of talk about that? I mean, the occult is real.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there, there there is power outside of the supernatural power of God. There is evil supernatural power. And that is um, that can be disheartening to us as believers when we see you know like for example uh, you mentioned a little while ago and I can't remember who you're talking about but I think they all were talking to both of us because I remember them talking about the psychic a Christian who called psychic to uh, to ask where something was that they had lost right the psychic knew yeah that is. That is supernatural power, and it yep. bothers me. It churns something up in my spirit to know mm. that there is some demonic power that's at work in there. Yeah, That's what was happening in this passage of Scripture.
1: Exactly. Now, we are going to find some answers to that, though, Yeah. which I'm glad. So it goes on and he says, but then Aaron's staff swallowed up <laughs> their staffs. Yeah. So, okay, I won't get the cart before the horse here. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. Yeah. Now, whose power? There was power on both sides, right? Yes. The supernatural happened on both sides. But which supernatural side overcome? overcome, Oh, yeah. Right?
0: There's not even a contest. Yeah. The enemy would like for it to be a contest exactly i heard a preacher say one time that god is big but the devil is just as big and they're constantly in a conflict and i went you've got to be kidding me no the devil is the devil is created He's that's a right. created being that's right he, when jesus when jesus uh, went to the cross he stepped on satan's head
1: yeah exactly yeah now, dave there's one more thing is that satan's not creative He can't create anything. That's right.
0: He's not creative. He's created. He's not creative. Yeah. That's right. Big difference there. All he can do is mimic, as we talked about earlier. That's right. That's right. So we've got to realize that uh, you know he has the power to work in the occult, but he does not have the power of God. That's right. He has to answer to God. And when the scripture says in the second chapter of Ephesians that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means even Satan himself will one yeah. day have to do that. That's he's right. He's a defeated foe. He's under the authority of God. And he knows it. And that's why he's a deceiver.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think
1: we're on to...
0: Second Corinthians four, four.
1: Yeah, there you go. Satan said, Satan, who is the God of this world... Has blinded the minds of those. Thank you, Dave, for helping me. Who yeah. don't don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So the occult is, and I use this term loosely here, is somewhat of counterfeit Christianity.
0: Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an element. In much of in much of it, there's an element that sounds really good. And uh, but, you know, I remember when I was in school, I'm talking about elementary school and we were first given true false tests. Do you remember what your teacher said? If you have a statement and any part of it is not true, the whole statement is false.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: That's it's that that is true when it comes to spiritual matters as well. If there's one element of it that sounds good, but the rest of it is iffy, guess what? It's, you can toss the whole thing out. It's, it's a lie.
1: Yeah. I want to ask you a question, Dave, because um, um, you know, we, we talk to these people who believe in the occult, the new age, all this kind of stuff. And it can get frustrating at times for Christ followers to talk to them, to yep. kind of reason with them. Well, what what are some things that we can do to encourage people when they come in contact with them? I mean, for instance, for, number one for me is all that I have to stand on is the Word of God, yeah. so I can't go outside of the Word of God. Yeah. Well, well, what what else would you have? Well, I know I I'm think, putting you on the spot here, yeah. but
0: well, I, I do think it's very important that we do not enter into arguments. Um, i believe that the enemy would love to um and we we see this in his pattern throughout the old testament new testament that he would love to uh, argue with god and god yeah. doesn't argue with satan i why argue when you are the truth right and so it's very important to not engage anyone in argumentation uh when you do that one of two things are going to happen either number one you're going to look like a fool or number two, they're going to look like a fool, and you do not want to make them feel foolish. That yeah. is not the idea. You want to give them the truth, it's and true. I think just standing on the truth of the Word of God, whether it holds water with the person you're talking to or not, um, that's where the truth is.
1: Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, I I think another thing is that we need to be spiritually prepared. You know, I remember yeah. when uh, reading the Scripture and Jesus sent out the disciples two by two remember yeah yeah and uh, they came back and they said uh Jesus was kind of you know what did you learn <laughs> and someone goes i why is it that we we tried doing what you done but we couldn't do it and Jesus says well you know you need to do it through prayer and and fasting yeah so there needs to be spiritual preparation that yes. means you need to be ready all, at all times
0: yeah. And you don't know, you don't know when that opportunity is going to come. I will say that here a couple of years ago, I really believe that the Lord, because <laughs> I do have kind of a an ability to memorize stupid stuff, you know, uh, you know, I, I can give a bunch of, you know, Oscar and movie trivia and everything like that. And the Lord said, yeah, you know, you can memorize stuff. Why don't you memorize scripture? Yeah. Uh... And so I was challenged to do that by the Holy Spirit and I memorized the Galatians Ephesians Philippians and Colossians those those four epistles of Paul and can I sit here and quote them to you today not a chance but there are the Bible says we hide God's word in our hearts yeah there are times when there's something that I memorized a couple of years ago and I when I need it the Holy Spirit who wrote that scripture and the Holy Spirit who helped me to commit it to memory, he brings that back up at just the moment that I need it. And that's what you're talking about, being prepared. If we would hide God's word in our heart and stand on that truth, when we when we are facing the enemy, we're facing somebody who's trying to deceive us and somebody who's trying to um, drag us away yeah the holy spirit can bring that to our mind and we can have a word for that person that um that will it can change their heart it it will diffuse the lie
1: yeah and we've taken ourselves out of the picture and put absolutely. god first
0: absolutely
1: you know what are what are maybe a couple other things that we can we can do to help people that you know maybe they feel frustrated or just discouraged when they Maybe they just feel totally inadequate when it comes to, you know, talking, talking to these people and uh, maybe their fellow workers, neighbors, whatever.
0: Well, I, I think it's natural to, to feel sometimes you feel like maybe Moses and Aaron felt when they threw down their staff, it turned into a snake. And then the officials of Pharaoh, not the officials, but his magicians threw down their staffs and they also became snakes. And this is before their staffs ate up the other staffs. I am sure it doesn't say, but I'm sure that Moses and Aaron were going, oh, crud. Uh Uh, Yeah, they can do that, too. And uh, I think probably we all know what that's like. We feel like we're armed with the truth. And then somebody comes back with something that really stymies us. But uh, the the thing is, is that we don't have to know all the answers we know the answer. We know that Jesus is the answer. Tanya Hooper was talking about that in our conversation with her last season, Yes, uh, that, you know, we don't have to know all the answers when we know the answer.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, I'm just going back to scripture here, Dave. And the Lord said uh, to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. And when he does this, say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh and it will become a serpent he did not go on and say and their magicians are going to throw one down you just can't give god doesn't give us the whole picture at that he wants us to trust him with what he's given us to do and i think one of the other things is we we expect things to happen a certain way and they don't happen a certain way they need to happen
0: god's way absolutely you know, you know so a, a few years ago that that happened in my life i uh, i was praying i really needed god to come through on a particular issue and uh he said trust me yeah and i trusted him and he didn't do what i wanted him to do yeah but uh i trusted him anyway and he did some amazing things i'll I'll tell that story one of these days but you know you just have to trust him anyway
1: well if we lose trust dave Uh, We're going to lay down everything that God's given us and we're going to walk away. Yeah. And that's not a good option. That's right. It's it's just, it's not a good option. Uh, Maybe one more thing I I could think of is sometimes, sometimes we, we force the issue at times and we need to pray that God gives us the right opportunity. It's like,
0: explain, explain what you mean?
1: Well, you know, we know that our neighbor is is struggling with the occult. We know that they're into this, and, and they they're, maybe they're arrogant about it. Maybe they you know they every time they talk to you they're putting down God and they're they're putting up their their belief system and all that. Unless the Lord through the Holy Spirit really opens up the door, many times we just need to be quiet, uh, love on them, talk with them. And not talk down to them. And then there's times where the Lord will say, now's the time. Yeah. And maybe it's through a a certain circumstance or whatever. And when it's that way, you know, I want God's appointment, not my forced, my forced appointment is going to bring forced errors.
0: That's right. Because if we do force the issue, oftentimes we're going to come across as being judgmental.
1: Uh,
0: And that nobody's going to be one that way. So no. the, the important thing to do, absolutely love them. Just like, just like you would your neighbor who um, maybe doesn't do anything wrong. They just don't know the Lord. Just yeah. love them. Just, yeah. just love them. And the opportunity will come. Yeah.
1: I, I just, I kind of remember having a friend of mine that I did a certain activity in the community with and weekly and, Um, he was struggling and I was talking with him and I saw him in his, the worst of times, man. I just saw him in the worst of times and talked with him, listened to him a lot. And I remember one Sunday night he came into church and um, he was struggling with being transgender and, and dressed up and all that. And I had a decision to make. Do I, I, I may disagree with what he's doing, but uh, I have to agree with God. I'm called to love on people for
0: you, dave. yep,
1: you know, so I remember giving him a hug. you know, I knew he had a he had a terrible background that trauma happened in his life, and there's so much stuff happened. uh I'm not called to change people neither neither are you o- only Christ does that.
2: that's right
1: and i I think one one other story dave and and then we better be done with this but I'm thinking of the story of Elijah and the 450 prophets of Baal. Was it 450, right? Yeah. Or was it 800? There was a lot of them. Yeah, there was a ton of them. And you remember that um, God's power overcame. His supernatural overcame theirs. And he did some incredible things to reveal his power. Um, God's going to show up. I think we just need to trust him that he's going to do what he's going to do, not in our timing, not always the way we think it's going to be done, and sometimes not even with us in the midst.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because it's not about us.
1: No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Not well, at all. Let
0: me. Uh, let me take a minute. I'd like to, if it's all right with you, Dave. I'd like to pray for people today who are listening to this that may be involved in the occult, or or maybe there's some. Uh, Maybe there are some believers here that are, are kind of picking and choosing some things, and they've involved themselves in certain areas of the occult. And you maybe never considered it to be a cultish before. But as I've called out some of those things tonight, you've gone, hmm, maybe I yeah. need to investigate that further. I, I, I want to include you in my prayer today. So That's good.
2: Do that, Dave. Let's pray together. Mm-hmm.
0: Lord Jesus, we just come tonight to the one who doesn't know the answer but the one who is the answer the truth yes. the way the truth and the life the only way to get to God the Father and we just we uh, we lift him up we lift up the truth because unless Jesus be lifted up no one will be able to come to him and so God we we lift up the Son today we lift up Jesus Christ and I come against the lies of the enemy I come against every lie whether it be any temptation that we have or whether it be uh, any occult practices that would seek to infiltrate our lives or our churches. I come against those in the name of Jesus, the authority of Jesus, the truth of Jesus. I pray for our listeners right now who may be involved in occult activities. Maybe they're doing it rebelliously. I pray, Lord, that you would break down that that rebellious system in their hearts. Lord, maybe they're doing it rather innocently and naively. I pray, God, that the truth of what we've said tonight,
1: I believe Dave just had his uh, microphone go on mute for a second there at the end.
0: Uh-oh, but sorry.
1: That's all right. You want to conclude in that prayer?
0: I don't know what I said. I don't know where it, where it ended. We'll but let me stay. just say, in the name of Jesus, yes. in the name of Jesus, may you be glorified. Amen.
1: Amen. You know, it's kind of funny those things happen when we're doing this stuff, because it really is important that people hear this. It's not that they hear the two Daves and their opinions. Yeah. It's that they hear the truth. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, I believe so, that,
0: that there is, yeah, that there, there's some forces that do not want this to go out. That's for sure.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, Dave, I appreciate this conversation. I sure hope that, um, it ministers. And, uh, yeah. again, I've said before, not everybody listens the, the week that it's dr- that the episodes dropped, some people will listen three months, six months, even a year down the road. Yeah. So we just pray that it comes at the right time for them.
0: Absolutely. So we want to thank you for tuning in. We want to thank Andy and all of our listeners for being with us during this episode. And please don't forget to comment and share this podcast with your friends. And hey, why don't you message us on our Two Days Podcast Facebook page or slide into our DMs there on the Instagram page. We'd be happy to talk with you.
1: Yeah. Until next time, just help us spread the word. Share on your um, share uh, with your friends, and we used to say, Dave, if you remember, even with your enemies. So yeah. uh, any, anyway, until next time, always remember that two Daves are better than one.